Welcome back to another episode of the Shula Bowl Podcast. As always, we're brought to you by the fine folks. Five Reasons Sports, your home for South Florida sports news. Thank you, as always, for listening and subscribing. Eric Henry, FIU beat writer here. Special podcast today because we are out. I do not know if you can hear the sounds that I hope you can. That that is not like ambient noise that's thrown <laughs> in multiple places. That is the sound of FIU football spring practice. On the pads hitting, clocking, <laughs> big hits out here. And also, yeah, I'm here. Uh, we're here live at... Uh, at practice, this is awesome. Uh, for, first spring practice of the year that, you know, well, Eric's been here already, but uh, my first spring practice of the year. So excited to be here. Of course, you know that voice. That is <laughs> mi- at Mr. Handel321 on Twitter, David Handel. Like I said, we're out here. It's Saturday morning, uh, March 12th, as we are here. Third FIU spring practice. For those of you who do not know, they have made every practice, all 15 practices available to media, to fans, to local high school recruits whoever wants to come out and catch practice you can come on down to FIU so uh, that is my shilling for the Panthers I will take checks in the mail you know (laughs) even though I'm I'm a non-biased but hey there we go I did a little promotion here so and Panther fans if you do have a chance I I do recommend coming out here uh, because this is something that you know in the past has never actually been really open to the to fans so if you do have a chance to come out here one of these days I know there's a few guys out here shout out to to Danny and Jayhan so yeah, if you have a chance, make it out here. It's a really, really good time. Absolutely. And that's what I, I tried to emphasize um, when I post this on Twitter, that, again, you know, it's very rare that a college football program is going to open up all 15 practices. Hey, Katie, a college football team program is going to do all right. A college football program, if you hear that's uh, Katie Basin, the uh, director of football ops out here. I'm just uh, talking to her. So clearly we're live out here. But like <laughs> I said, um, very rare that a, a college football program is going to open up all 15 spring practices to the media for the entire two hours. So, David, I'll start with you, man. What have been your impressions? I mean, I can give you my impressions of what I saw on Thursday, on Tuesday, excuse me. But um, what have you seen out here from the fans' perspective? Well, um, you know, for, actually, I, I'm, I'm going to start off with a comment I just I just mentioned to you, Eric, maybe five minutes ago as, I, as I'm watching here live that the longer I stay here, the longer my 12-0 take is growing inside of me. Um, no, this is just honestly re- really, really cool. Um, and just like, you know, this is the first time I'm seeing a lot of these guys and, and obviously this coaching staff in, in, in action. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been really cool. And, uh, and, and one, mo- like, outside of football thing, something that's really cool, every single coach came over to uh, introduce themselves and say hi to all the fans here. And that's just a nice added touch. Um, but, yeah, as, as for... You know the results that's being put on the field. We we've already seen some some, some big plays, big catches out here, um, and, and it's you know it's 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 looking good. It's I see a lot of speed on this field, and uh, you know I'm, you know just the beginning. But Eric, twelve and zero, baby, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I, I can vouch for David. He did say that he was uh, holding severely holding back his twelve and zero takes based on what he's seeing out here. And of course, you know, listen, if you come out into any live college ball practice at this level, you're going to be impressed with the size and speed, right? Yeah. But what I think, and this is the biggest thing I think I noticed on day one, was uh, something David Yo said. Uh, they're trying to be hectic, but they want to. Everything's moving fast out here. There's definitely um, for any fans who were concerned about how the team would be coming off as far as uh, you know, one in sixteen the last seventeen games, one in eleven last year. Attitudes, no doubt that they're fired up. They are happy to be back out here. And some of the guys who uh, have stood out to me, David, quite frankly, I got to start with. Um, uh, excuse me, I almost said. Uh, um, 
another receiver from another team. Again, too many names in conferences <laughs> to remember. Uh, Jacoby Hewitt, the Indiana transfer, is someone who stood out to me. It just David, I think they had to list him at like six one, but he looks a little bit bigger. It looks like six three, you know, almost two oh five. Yeah. Um, definitely, guys, and just looks like a pure athlete out there. Wearing number one, FIU fans will definitely get. A custom. Oh yeah, he actually just made a huge. Catch. There, there, <laughs> yeah. there we go, right? So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so right on cue. As far as the quarterback situation, they've brought in Duke transfer Gunnar Holmberg. We know Hayden Carlson and Grayson James are the returners. And you know, at least I can't speak for today because we're still in the midst of you know seven on seven. Look like they're going to go to eleven on eleven here in a bit. But on Tuesday's practice. Hayden and Grayson definitely had really good practices. Gunner um, had some nice throws as well, you know, definitely making that connection with Tyrese Chambers, who, as we learned on Tuesday, Tyrese and Gunner are rooming together. They are roommates. Really? So, yes. So they do have to, something I didn't put in my uh, spring recap story on Tuesday, but they are roommates. So that's something okay. that we have there in terms of a budding connection. Um, another name to keep an eye on, and, you know, a, a young kid, Dean Patterson, a former walk-on. He's had a nice camp. You know, yeah, someone who, listen, when you take out, Tyrese, when you take out Jacoby, when you take out Sherrod Johnson, the rest of those receivers, the Chris Mitchells, the Nate Jeffersons, the Artez Hookers, the Mike Jacksons from Palmetto will get here in the fall. Dean Patterson, all of for playing time is going to be up for grabs. Yeah. You know? So definitely want to get um, the hands and uh, the ball in the hands of some playmakers. And last but not least, again, Dave, and I want your thoughts on this. Hopefully we'll get a chance to view it here on 11 on 11. Yeah. The way that this offense is going to work in terms of moving fast, being hectic, David Yo said, when I ask them about sacks, my quarterbacks will not get sacked. Why? I coach them. I teach them. Get the ball out of your hands. Whether that's yeah. it as in a, in a tunnel screen to Tyrese Chambers, whether that's a swing pass or running back. So we'll have to keep an eye on those things. I know you'll get a chance to see your, your first look at it here in a few minutes. No, yeah, no, that's definitely something I'm very excited to see. Um, I'm actually just getting some glimpses actually live right now of some of the plays that they're running. And the first two plays were one was actually a swing to the running back. The other one was a bubble screen. There you go. So I, I can see that vibe already. And, and I, I like that you mentioned the hecticness of like, you know, the pace of just like even how they're jumping around at different drills and like everyone's, you know, kind of keeping, uh, you know, their, you know, whatever the saying is on their toes. And, um, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to especially see the 11 on 11, which comes to, well, the, we just got a long play right here. Um, so, yeah, this, yeah, as this is, you know, obviously Eric's been here a couple days, but uh, I'm starting to get that vibe as well. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited. It's something, you know, David Yost is obviously a huge addition to this coaching staff. So, uh, I, you know, I'm putting full, all my trust in him and, and, and let's see how it goes. Something else to keep an eye on going to take him to the other side of the ball, and that's defense. You know, we know the defensive struggles of the past few years, trying to stop the run, put pressure on quarterbacks, et cetera. Um, something that I think, and David, again, you'll get a chance to see this when they go 11 on 11, they did run some 3 4. And anyone mm-hmm. knows Mike McIntyre as defensive coordinator yeah. at Memphis last two years is a 3 4 coach. So when I asked Mac, he did say that they're going to be multiple. They're going to run 3 4, 4 3, nickel, dime, the, you know, the standard coaching answer. Yeah. But you did see a lot of 3 4. So that'll be something to keep an eye on, mm-hmm. which of course, you know, in the 3 4, you got three down linemen. You need that big DT up there who can suck up space and try to stop the run. Yeah. How does that, how do you feel about that as someone who, again, you, you've seen this team really struggle yeah. against the run? And, <laughs> and first year with guys who may not necessarily be. Accustomed to that scheme, yeah, um, yeah. I, I guess I'm cautiously optimistic, but uh, once again, you kind of just have to. If that's a scheme that that's worked well for him in the past, that's I, I see why he's going to obviously keep that. It's something that he's, he's accustomed to. It, it does obviously worry me just a tad, just because obviously everyone knows we we beat this issue with a dead horse of the the running game, and, and now we're only going to have three on the line. Um, so I'm curious who. And maybe Eric, you can even answer this. Who's sure. going to be the big? 
who, or at least right now, is going to be the big D-line, uh, D-tackle right, right in the middle. Um, I think that's obviously going to be the biggest determination of if this is going to work or not. Well, maybe we'll, again, maybe we'll get an answer here when we yeah. get a chance to check on <laughs> yeah. 11 on 11. A name, and I haven't even said this to you, David, since you've been here. i got to keep an eye on Will Prendergast. Is that a catch? Was it a sick catch? Catch. I couldn't lose that five. Yeah. yeah so, so Sherrod Johnson. Nice. Sherrod Johnson, the Syracuse transfer with a the catch there. Nice. Um, Will Prendergast, uh, the big tackle uh, Juco from Blinn College. Okay. David, when you get a chance to see him, he's wearing number nine. He looks every oh, bit I, I, of yeah. a massive. I mean, I don't know what he's listed at, but. He it looks like he belongs out here, so that's something yeah. you don't have to worry about. To keep an eye on. Okay. Cool. Uh, again, we've got. Because I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest factor. You know, you need a, a big guy to just clog up the lanes up there. So, you know, let's see. Obviously, that's you know our our our, our biggest. You can get a shot in right there. Line uh, up yeah. at that. Let's looks like see. he's at yeah. that three four end. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so yeah. right on cue. Right, right on cue. Well, that's that's a lot. You know, obviously they're not people who are listening <laughs> are not going to be able to see. But let, let's let's see how, how this works. But um, either way, I mean it's. It, it, it's something I, I'm curious to see if how our run game run defense is going to be. You know, I'm, and and also like we've lost a good amount of DBs, so I'm curious to see that because that's always been a strength of ours, uh, at least the last few years. So I'm curious, and I love. I mean, I, I obviously love. I'm going to keep shouting him out every time. The addition of Anthony Gator, and uh, let, let's see, let's see what uh, you know he can bring to the table for these guys. Yeah, absolutely. And just to kind of give you in here, I think I said he was lined up at the, at the end at 3-4. What we had was Letary Kinsler, the uh, Syracuse transfer on end. It looked like Prendergast was there as a defensive tackle. So well, just kind of give you. I'll tell you what, they just they just made a play uh, a tackle <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage. So <laughs> it's signs for things to come. Before we go ahead and close this one up, we'll also make note of the special teams. That'll be something to keep an yeah. eye on. You know, we're replacing Tommy Zosis. You know, replacing Tommy Heatherly. Of course, Chase Gabriel is back, but it is an open kicking competition. So we'll have to see how things play on that regard, and maybe we can get a, a view at that. But we did want to give you a quick 10 minutes here, and we're going to get back over to watching some practice. So gives you incentive to come on down here. And, David, I know you want to leave him with the pause up, right? Oh, yeah. Pause up, baby. 12-0 and 0 coming. See Panthers here soon. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening. What we're going to do attack on the end of this is we're going to attack on my uh, the post pro, excuse me the post game. I'm so used to saying that the post practice presser with Mike McIntyre. So we'll go and tack it onto the end of this episode. As always, you can find this podcast on Twitter at Shulable Pod. Find me on Twitter at Eric C Henry underscore David on Twitter at Mr Handel three two one and of course at Five Reason Sports. Thank you for listening and uh, happy football watching everybody at spring. Pierce, how's practice today, man? It was all good, man. You know, just coaches on our butts and they're on top of it. So, you know, we're all just grinding and just trying to stay healthy and working a lot hard, working together. So it's been good. It was real good. Let me ask you this, man. How different is this spring compared to last year, you know, getting adjusted to Miami and then the year before that was the whole COVID situation? Is it nice to get back to regular spring? Yeah, yeah. It's nice just being out here in the spring because, you know, I haven't played spring ball in a couple years myself. So uh, it's been nice getting out here running around. But, you know, I just feel like as a team, like, it's been better just – taking attention to detail and just taking the small steps focus on the small things so I think we're taking a step in the right direction so I'll pass over to John can you just talk about the decision to come back to FIU what went into that decision how tough it was and things like that oh uh, yeah you know just like my dad being a coach and just like hearing a couple things from other people and stuff I, I just wanted to see like what my best option was for me yeah. going forward so you know at the end of the day I just felt like it was best to come back to FIU just I've been here and I didn't want to transfer around too much so and I love Florida so you know it's
Dolphins would have been great out here. So. I was gonna. Kind of, kind of piggyback on that. Obviously, you know, your coach back there. How has he been with you? You know. Oh, he's been great. I, yeah. I love the coach. I love Coach Mac, man. He's you can he really cares about us, and you can just feel it. Like if you're doing something, he's gonna let you know. He's gonna be straight up with you, and I just I, you really feel the love from him. So you know, he really care about you. So he's been a great coach. So. Chris, I was gonna ask. Obviously, uh, you know, piggyback off of what Eric said. You know, the decision to come back to FIU. Obviously, you know, having to make those, like, you know, having to make that tough choice and everything. But what makes FIU home to you enough to want to go? You know what? This was what was best for me. You know, like, like I made the decision to stay here. What makes FIU the right decision for Pierce Withers? Uh, just you know, with the coaching change and then really just talking to Coach Mack. Like that first week, I mean, he really just seeing him talking to him. He really convinced me to like, I, that's a coach I want to play for. And then also just a couple of relationships I built throughout the last year. You know, it's just some of these guys turned from my teammates to brothers. So, you know, it's just, it's a family bond I feel this year and I just feel like it's the only way is up. So, I mean, there's no, no reason not to come back. So, you know what I'm saying? Two more before I get you out of here. Can you talk about how frustrating it was? Would you have a wrist injury or a hand injury last year? Uh, I actually tore my meniscus. Oh, it's missing? Okay. Uh, I tore my meniscus okay. in my knee okay. after the Texas Tech game. Yeah, cool. But, uh, you know, it was quick three weeks. I was out like three, four weeks, but uh, yeah, I'm all good now. So I was good at the end of that season. So. But uh, yeah, I'm just getting back into it, it feels good. So it felt like you were really building some momentum in that, you know, kind of that uh, that nickel, um, the star role. You yes, know, sir. Is that the role that you feel you play this year? A little bit everywhere? Or? Uh, right now, I'm playing more safety. Okay. Actual boundary safety. I can play both safeties, but uh, I feel comfortable anywhere in the back end. So it's it, whatever coach wants me to do, I'm ready to do it. So. And last one for me. When I mentioned on Twitter that you did withdraw from the transfer portal and come back, you quote tweeted and said, "We're gonna get this thing right." Yes, How sir. important is it for you to come back and you know hey, turn man, this I'm, around? I'm trying to set the foundation man the culture just not only for myself to have great last couple years but also for the younger guys too just so by the time they seniors that that culture is in place and FIU is off to a better like start every year so you know it's all about building the culture so cool. sir appreciate it yeah. thank you sir appreciate appreciate Lindell you're the big vet in the room now you know it feels like a couple years ago you were the young guy in the O-line room now you're a vet just talk about that a little bit being a leader in O-line room it just been, it's been a long five years. I'm, I'm just ready for this moment, man. Year five, I gotta make it the best year. We got a group. We got a group of guys in the room. We just hungry. Just hungry. Brooksville. I, oh, 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 go, 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 go. Well, yeah, I was gonna test you know like, the, like how can you test it to, to that hunger? Like you said, fifth year back, man. Just last year by itself, going one at eleven. I don't, I don't never wanna go through that again. Never wanna do that again. So every day, come out here and work, punch in, punch in, punch out. As soon as we punch in from the stadium, from, from working out here. We go over there to the office, get on the board. I was gonna say from Brooksville to Miami. How long did it take you ever to get adjusted from Miami coming from Brooksville? Oh no, nah, it, don't, it don't take long. My, my mom, <laughs> my mother, she's from down here, born and raised. Oh okay, okay. Yes sir. Brown okay. Sub, yes sir. Okay. So, so that that wasn't adjusted. Down here, so it was an easy transition. Let me ask you about this. I had a chance to talk with Coach Rodriguez before last season, former line coach, and you know, whether it was him, I've had CUSA opposing assistants say this about you. They feel you can be as good as you want to be. Yes, sir. When you hear that quote, what does that mean to you? Man, it just, it, just, it, pu it pushes me. It, keep, it, keep, it keeps me hungry. It keeps me hungry, man. It pushes me every day. Yeah, I get the best work with the best ends in the conference. The best D tackles. Devon Strickland, y'all know about him. Yeah. The Hellraiser. Getting work with him every day is going to make it easier on Saturdays. Uh, One more for you before I pass over to these guys. Uh, just talk about the pride you're taking in trying to improve things this year. Obviously, last year, 41 sacks, 13th in Conference USA. But how did that sit with you, knowing that, you know? It left a bad, bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Like I said, I ain't going to let it, I ain't letting it happen again this year. Do you think O-line to do coach for Austin? How's it been working with them uh, these it's, past It's been years? great. Austin, he knows a lot. He's a guru, man. He's taught me a lot just his short time being here. And I appreciate him for that. appreciate him. 
this last year from Inlandale. Just in a few short words, what can FIU fans expect from the whole line this season, man? Just so you know, like, like the intensity that y'all are gonna bring, like, just, just dive us in head first into like what we can expect from y'all this season. A nasty streak, a lot of touchdowns. Uh, yeah, a nasty streak and a lot of touchdowns and a lot of holes, a lot of creases. One, one last one for you, Lindell. Besides yourself, who are some of the guys in the whole line room that kind of impressed you a little bit? Julius, Pe Julius Pierce, uh, Jamar Sylvester, uh, Ray Burnett, Shamar, Shamar Habili. Uh, we got some new cats, Diavi Hammond, Sam Hill, Wyatt uh, Lawson. Uh, Wyatt Lawson, uh, that's it, that's it. Like, <laughs> okay, like, all, everybody in the room, everybody in the room impressed me. Everybody in the room from the ground up to the top. Everybody. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Lindell. Perfect. Coach, obviously, you just recap the first week of, uh, of spring practice here. First time for everybody around here. Just kind of the overall thoughts and recaps of kind of what you saw from the first week from these guys. Well, I, I saw the guys really trying and trying to listen and trying to take coaching. I saw good, excellent, I good effort. I saw excellent effort um, as far as them showing up at what we're supposed to, being at meetings on time, being out on the practice field on time. The, with a hustle, a sense of urgency. Um, those are things that we're trying to enforce and teach and go because um, you got to do the baby steps before you get all the other stuff. And so I thought that that was good. I thought that uh, today was our first day in pads, so we were able to accomplish a lot of different things. I've already worked on a bunch of different situations. Um, situation football is tremendous um, importance to me. I learned a lot of that from Coach Parcells. And so I think that's a, those are big deals that we work on constantly. So I thought, to, I thought the first week was a good week. We still have a long way to go, but um, I thought it was a good week. Coach, when we talked on, on Tuesday, I almost said yeah. Monday, we talked on Tuesday, you said it was just about getting guys lined up in the right yeah. spot, yeah. guys hustling, doing those things. So now after a week, you know, kind of piggyback off Chris's right. question, do you feel you have a better assessment of, you know, what you have here as far as a roster? I, uh, I won't know till um, uh, we put back-to-back -back some pads on and some more and some scrimmages. Today was a non-tackle pad day, you know, and so nobody really went to the ground. It was a thud situation the whole time. Uh, I thought they handled that pretty well in practice of still going close to full speed and being able to, to work. But it'll take me a little while. Uh, we'll have to do a few scrimmages and, and get a feel for seeing how people react in different situations. Because a lot of things you're looking for is when something bad happens to them, how they react. Sure. When something good happens to them, how do they react. Sure. You know, that's part of it. And that's usually over a series of those things happening. It's not just the first time. So yeah. I really watched that hard. Kind of piggyback off that. And again, I know you're trying to assist yeah. the team as a whole. It's a lot of guys out here. Anyone who stood out to you, anyone who's like, all right, you know, maybe I wasn't expecting this, wasn't expecting that, or? Not, not really. Yeah, not it. yet. Okay. Not yet. I mean, like I said, I like to judge them in pads and when it's physical and not in pajamas all the time. So a lot of guys look good running around in pajamas and that. So I, I, it's important. But, I, but overall, I haven't been disappointed in anybody. Sure. Let's sure. put it that way. Sure. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, so obviously good catches by receivers. Talk to me about some of the talent that you've been impressed by so far in spring. Thanks a lot for putting that TikTok out. I really appreciate it. Um, now, what's your question? About just like the overall good catches by the receivers. Talk to me about like the talent that you're impressed by. Yeah, I thought the, 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 the I thought the quarterbacks and the um, receivers um, for the first week doing it had good time, pretty good timing on things. Um, we had some receivers make some big catches. and. Um, I thought that was good. I thought the quarterbacks are starting to get a grasp of the offense. It's really hard for a quarterback because he has to know what all 11 are doing and, and checks and see, and, and then he's got to see the other 11. So he really has to know what 21 are doing in him and what he's going to change. So I thought, you know, Coach Yost has done a good job with them, and I thought that they are, they're starting to understand. Even when they make a mistake, they go, I should have done that. So they, that's good to see that they understand where they should go and, and do. So I, I was pleased with that. Coach, if I may, uh, just in that – in that uh, post-practice huddle over there you have with the guys, you're talking about the the importance of the 
like I think it's like like the will between like the two guys like like who wants it right well in, in some situations um, football gets down to a lot of the will of the player in all sports right um, you know I'll use tennis for example the will of those two players when they played for three hours and they've got to go to the sudden death and they're counting down one seven I can't keep up the count of it but it's fun to watch the will of the two players um, that's the same thing that happens in football the, the will of different guys it's a it's it's the biggest team sport there is, okay? Because think about it, 22 guys play and about 70 watch on both sidelines. That doesn't happen in any other sports, right? And they run in out every time. So when they get their opportunities, the, the will of those two players, who's going to run through a tackle, who's going to make the tackle, who's going to make the catch, who's going to knock it down, who's going to think under pressure, um, those are the type of things that we try to put them in those situations. And we've already done a lot of those in the first three practices because you can't get enough of putting them in um, good and bad situations on both sides of the ball. Coach, two more for me, I'll get you out of here. Yep. You know, I know, again, you talked about running the one who called the ball on defense, you're not going to just 3 4 4 3, right. et cetera. But just in your experience, someone who's coached that system 3 4, how long does it take for guys typically to kind of get adjusted and, and to where they can run it the way you'd like to run it? It, it takes a while. Sure. It, all defenses take a while, especially today's offenses where they line up in multiple formations sure. and they do all that. You have to know, well, if there's three on this side and one removed on that side, well, we've got to, we've got to slide this way or we've got to check this. You can't just be vanilla. Sure. Um, and uh, so that those are where the when they start understanding that quicker, then that run fits and all that start happening a lot better. Last one for me, Coach. You're the son of a coach. This guy we're getting ready to talk to is the son of a coach. Yeah. Let's talk about what you've seen impressed by Pierce Withers, leadership, maybe you know a little bit of kinship, understanding yeah, yeah. the situation. No, no. Uh, I've been really impressed with Pierce um, ever since I got here um, and excited about what he's doing for the team. And He's working hard at safety and on special teams. And uh, I've just been pleased with his attitude. Um, and that's something we talked about um, when I, because uh, I'd watched him last year and saw that he was a good player and, and we need players. And I, uh, so we signed him and I'm glad he did. And he's shown um, good out here in spring practice. He's shown good in the off season. But I said, you know, he's in a unique situation. I've been in it before. Yeah. You know, your, your dad was a coach on the team and, and he's been a coach's kid all his life. You know, he's got to make sure he wants to get better, not bitter. And he's done that. He's really been great. He's been positive and enthusiastic. And uh, I'm glad he's here. Mac, Miami, Oxford, or Memphis? Where's hotter? Miami, Oxford, or Memphis? Depends on the day. <laughs> now, um, in Memphis and Oxford, you don't get a breeze. It, it just sits in there. So there's been some hot, hot days. But hot Atlanta, back okay. when, when I played ball and we had regular turf, the Georgia old Jack, turf yeah, that yeah. was just heat blazing in downtown Atlanta, we literally couldn't stand in the same spot on that stuff in, in August. We, really, you had to move your feet because your feet got so hot. So it, it's hot here, but I love the breeze. I love the breeze. And, you know, um, so uh, but we, 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 have, we love Miami. We're really enjoying it. Finally got in my house. That's exciting. So, and uh, my wife's having to do all the boxes because we have spring <laughs> practice. But uh, I do them late at night when I get home. So it's good. All right, Appreciate thank you. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you.